What's up, beautiful people? Right now, you are listening to the voice of a cell Jean-Pierre Jr., also known as Cells. Listen, if y'all trying to follow me on any social media, my Instagram is CellsJP, S-E-L-Z-J-P. My Facebook is my name, Acel Jean-Pierre Jr. Type my name into YouTube, you'll find my channel. I speak, I play, I produce. So if you need any of those things, please feel free to hit me up. You can hit me up through social media on my business email, which is cellsjpinc at gmail.com. S-E-L-Z-J-P-I-N-C at gmail.com. Check out my hashtags, cellspeaks, cells and keys, which is S-E-L-Z-N-K-E-Y-Z, and cells produces. Looking forward to connecting with you guys. All right, be blessed. What up, what up, what up? You already know it's another episode of Cell Speaks. I think this one we're going to wrap up tips for marriage. You know, it'll definitely be something that comes along again as I get more seasoned in the game. I mean, I mean, uh, I, could, I wouldn't say I'm newly married. I'm going on like two years now. So I don't know everything, but I've been a marriage counselor since I was like 16, 17. You know, jokingly, but actually seriously too. Like, I love relationships. So you know, I just try to share the things that I've learned and knowledge that I've got is granted me and share it with you guys. And I hope it's helping. Like I say, you know, if y'all feeling what we're doing, you know, show some love, spread it, share it, you know what I mean? Make it happen. But, um, you know what it is? Tips for marriage part three, self speaks. So first thing we talked about, I believe was your spouse isn't perfect. It's all about being accountable to God, right? Being accountable, to, being accountable to God dictates your actions. Second thing we talked about in part two was understanding the hierarchy of love. Whoever's at the top is what's going to dictate what you do. And, all right, your love is never going to be consistent if you're loving a person for who they are. You got to love them because God loves you because God's love is consistent. So that leads us to part three. See, part three, I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit. But I mainly want to focus on... Uh, there's that verse in Ephesians And I know for the people who ain't into the Bible I've been a little churchy lately But again, I can't talk about marriage without talking about God Because per my beliefs and my understandings Marriage came from God And it will not function the way it's meant to function And it won't be its best without God You can have a good marriage You could be happy You could be all of that But God created marriage And without God, who's the number one ingredient You ain't never really gonna get what marriage is supposed to be It's like, you know, you're trying to make grandma's recipe but you putting in your own ingredients and not realizing or not understanding why it don't taste just like grandma's. Well, you got to follow the recipe to the T. And God gave us a recipe for marriage. So if you follow it to the T, you're going to get the results. And you can still have a good marriage. But without God, you ain't never going to get what he intended. Hey, don't shoot the messenger. It's just the Lord. So anyway, the other day, uh, you know, I was reading Ephesians 4.26. You know what it says. Uh, be angry, sin not, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Man, I was thinking about that and I was like, yo, it doesn't make sense to me that the Bible says this. It says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. But then when you talk to people, they're like, yo, that's not realistic. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to go to sleep and wait a couple of days and go handle it and stuff like that. And I listened to that and I was like, you know, that's, there's logic in that. I understand it. It makes sense. But then I thought to myself, like, okay, God is not going to ask us of something that we can't do. So I had to, like, look deeper into it. And I was really thinking about it. And I was like, yo, I definitely got to add this to the, the series that we have going on. And I thought to myself, okay, you have to ask yourself first, like, what makes you angry? 
And so when a person is angry, it's because you feel like you've been disrespected. Um, you feel like there's a perceived threat. You just feel like you're in danger in a sense. So danger in a sense like, oh, you know what is even danger? I'm working my thoughts out as I'm talking to you, you know what I mean? So you ain't perfect, but we, we weren't making it work. Maybe not so much you feel in danger, but you feel the need to protect yourself in whatever means seems necessary. So, so someone says something crazy to you or something hurtful, you could choose to be hurt or you could choose to get mad and retaliate even more. So it's like anger tends to be a response to a perceived slight or threat or disrespect. And so, so, so with that understanding of like, okay, I get angry when I feel like I've been disrespected. And the Bible is telling me, be angry, but sin not. So it's like, okay, I can feel like somebody disrespected me and be mad about it. I can get mad about it because it says be angry. So I'm allowed to be angry, but it says sin not. Okay, so you can be angry, but don't sin. But then it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. So like if we apply this to relationships, I have to think to myself, like, how does this work? And then it hit me. See, I think what God's trying to tell us in relationships is that you should never be comfortable disrespecting your spouse to the point where there's anger. Because anger means you cross the line. You load blowed. You... You you went somewhere you weren't supposed to go. Or if you didn't do that, and they're a person who's prone to anger, then that means that there's something in them that they need to work out. So what it's really saying is, if there's constant anger, and the night cannot end without you putting that anger aside, then there's a major issue. That's not good. So if it's that... You're with someone who constantly gets angry all the time and gets into these rages. Well, okay, they need to see a therapist and understand like, okay, why am I getting angry like this? What what is triggering me? What trauma did I go through? What abuse did I suffer? What is it that has all this built up rage and anger within me that I haven't dealt with that's causing me to retaliate against the people that I claim to love or that I actually do love, but I'm just an imperfect person. And then on the flip side, it's, okay, um, what is it that I did that crossed the line to create that, that level of anger? And so the way I took it was like partners are in a space of vulnerability. You know, who you're with. They're vulnerable with you. To to love someone, to create a family with someone, it requires an insane amount of vulnerability, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And so what happens is you have to be responsible with these things. So the Bible is really like saying something super deep in such a simple way, like be angry, sin not, don't go to sleep. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. So that means you should never do something or cross a line so far 
that it gets to the point where you and your partner are just like flipped out, angry, want to cut each other's throats. And well, let's go down the line. What are the things that could do that? Well, okay, if your partner was to catch you cheating on them, well, the Bible says don't fornicate. Um, if if you called your partner out of your name, well, it says that your words should be seasoned with salt. You know what I mean? Um, Proverbs says that is um, provoke people not to anger. A sweet sweet words are like honeycombs. You know what I mean? How you talk to people, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So it's like we have to take accountability for the things that we're doing. But when you actually do those things, you can start to understand the concepts. So the concept being like, okay, don't go to sleep angry. Well, you won't ever go to sleep angry if when you and your spouse have a disagreement, you're not attacking their intelligence or their credibility as a person. So give a random example. Let's say, you know, you feel that your child should be homeschooled, but your partner feels like they should go to public school. If you can take the time to respect their opinion, even though you don't even though you don't agree with it, you'd be like, all right, you know what? I I hear what you're saying. I don't agree with it. I'm not ready to come to a solution right now. But you know what? Let's just kind of put it on pause and let's pick it up tomorrow. That's going to sleep and the sun is not going down on your anger. But if you get to a point where it's like, yo, you're an idiot. How could you ever do that? Why would you think that only stupid people could, could think that? That's disrespect. And that, that will create anger. And that will create somebody sleeping on the couch, somebody sleeping in the room. Why? Because you're crossing lines you're not supposed to cross. Like, we can, we can go even further. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's why I said, like, there's so many levels to this because anger comes from so many different things. Anger comes from, yes, actual disrespect. But then anger also comes from irrational reactions that could be stemmed from insecurities. It's like, for example, a man could... You know, as a musician, for example, I could be um, somewhere and then a young lady comes up to me and talks to me and my wife could flip out, get angry, not even hear my side of the story, not even try to hear my side of the story. And then don't talk to me for a couple of days. But that's not. If there is nothing behind it, it's like. That's not what God's calling you to do. And that leads us to that, like, this is so layered because even in that example, it calls for communication to kind of work that out. But then also like dealing with your insecurities, but not to just jump off on so many tangents because this really can go on for so many tangents. It goes back to like, if you find yourself getting angry about everything, you need to know why. But then the flip side is you also need to be mindful of your, your partner and not crossing certain lines or disrespecting them to the point where that anger exists. I personally truly believe in my heart that you can go to sleep without agreeing. Doesn't mean that you guys have to be super peachy and happy. The Bible doesn't say, you know what I mean, let the sun, don't let the sun go down on your discontent. You can be discontent, you can be upset, but anger is a whole nother thing, man. And thing about anger is when that thing festers it just goes on and on and on and it's like communication so key but so so disregarded so underutilized 
And so, you know, I don't want to go on and on about it, but that's just really like, you know, that verse. You know, I know we so, we, we tend to dismiss it. Oh, the Bible was back in the day. It ain't got nothing to apply. But like, you know, just think to yourself, like the next time you're having a disagreement with your partner, like, it doesn't have to get to the point where you're disrespecting their thoughts or their ideas, even if it, even if it just genuinely makes no sense. Yeah, even if you don't agree, even if you think it's nonsense, but it doesn't have to get to the point of disrespect. Like, always respect people, especially your partner. That's your teammate. That's your homie. Like, you got to. And I feel like when you do that, and when you guys can learn, like, okay, look, we don't agree right now. We probably haven't even come to an answer right now. But doesn't mean that it needs to get malicious or nasty or I have to disrespect your intelligence or your ideas and who you are as a person. No. This is something we don't agree on right now. We ain't, probably ain't going to agree on it today. Let's revisit it tomorrow. And if you got the courage to table it, continue to love each other, and then pick it up the next day, so be it. Now, I know some people ain't that strong. So sometimes just be like, look, you know. I'm just not ready right now. Give me a moment. Give me a day. We'll get back to it. Cool. But to go sleep. Oh, man. I can't believe her. I can't believe him. Like, nah, 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 nah. And I think that's the number one reason why God tells us not to let the sun go down on the anger. Because when you give anger time, anger is a fire. And all it does is just consume, consume, consume. And when you let it sit inside of you, it it, it's like you hype yourself up and get angrier and angrier to the point where you just want to release and lash out, right? Which is why it's so important for people to have outlets. So it's like before you even get to that point, man, it's one doing a self-evaluation and self-accountability of, okay, hold on, am I getting angry about things that I probably, probably shouldn't be getting angry about? Why am I getting angry about it? And it also too, like saying to yourself, okay, I need to make sure I'm being accountable that I'm not crossing lines and I'm not disrespecting my partner in ways I shouldn't be disrespecting them. And I'm going to challenge everybody who's listening right now, like married or unmarried, like challenge yourself to not get to the point where you're giving in to your anger. Now, again, the Bible does say be angry. So you are allowed to have your emotional responses to things that happen in your life. Like you can be angry, but you can never lose control. Because it says sin not. Being angry and punching someone in the face, cursing somebody out, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to go under the, the, the definition of sin. Why? Because it says love your neighbor as yourself. So fighting, punching people, abusing people, being emotionally, verbally abusive, I don't really think that's what God calls loving your neighbor as yourself. So in your anger, manage your anger, handle your anger, understand your anger, and don't sin. And I'll even go further, like, cool yourself down, manage your emotions. And even if you're not, no, you have to. Because that's also why it says don't let the sun go down. So you, ha it's telling you, look, I'm giving you the day to cool yourself off. If an hour is not enough, I'll give you six. If six is not enough, I'm going to give you 12. Do not let the day go with you still holding on to that anger. Whether it's in an individual, relationship, marriage. Like, take that. Challenge yourself. Understand, if you're always getting angry, why? Understand, 
what lines not to cross and how to best respect the people in your life. And when you do get upset, take time to make good decisions. Like, don't be comfortable being irrational. That's too common in today's society. So I don't want to sit on this too long. Um, You know, I will... This will be a little pause for now on tips of marriage. But maybe we'll bring this segment back if you guys enjoy it. But... You know, I just want to share my thoughts with you guys. Hope y'all enjoyed it. I don't know. Give me your feedback. We'll get into it. But you already know what it is. Sal Speaks. Be blessed. Like what you heard, right? What I need you to do is, one, subscribe to this podcast. Two, share it with somebody. Don't be greedy now. Three, y'all need to join SOP's social media family. Instagram, SOP underscore Ministry HCL. Facebook and YouTube, SOP Ministry HCL. Get our original songs available on all streaming media. You want to give us a financial donation to help push this cause forward? We appreciate that. Send us that cash app at dollar sign SOP Ministry HCL. Be blessed, family. See y'all next week.